You have landed on The Substance, a podcast aimed at being biblical, thoughtful, and human. Join us each week as we engage the culture without the culture war. Guys, we are back with you this week. We are excited to be back with you and have you with us for another topic toss-up. If you don't already know, this show has three hosts. I'm one of them, Trevor Aiken. Phillip's one of them. What's up? Hey, everybody. Glad to be back. And Vincent is also one of them. Glad to be back as well, peeps. Guys, we love topic toss-ups, as we always say, uh, because we get to address some questions, some things you have brought up, some stuff we've been seeing and uh, generally just interact with you. And we hope if you've been listening to the show for a while, give us a subscribe. That'll let you know when new stuff comes out. And uh, if Mm -hmm. you're really, really loving it, check us out at the support links in the bottom. Oh, hey, yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, we got, uh, I believe, our our second topic here is another listener question. If you come up with anything while you're listening, there's links in the show notes for our email address and our social media. We're always sourcing new content. Yeah, send us a link. We've got plenty of internal documents for long-form reflex episodes or topic toss-up questions or uh, issues or things like that. So let us know what type of stuff you guys would like to hear in the future. Absolutely. All right, well, we got three things to talk about as we do on our topic toss ups. <laughs> that, that is the format. <laughs> and man, we sometimes it's like, hey, let's let's have it lighter with the TTU, but I feel like it's been heavy recently. Well, and I've, I'm probably the, I don't want to say the voice of reason. I'm probably <laughs> the one internally when we're programming shows being like, hey guys, let's not just for the broad appeal, but just like for a listener. I was talking with Jesse Eubanks the other day about the new season of Love Thy Neighborhood. I love their most recent episode, but I was like, man, I think that was literally the only episode I listened to the day it dropped just because this season of Love Thy Neighborhood was heavy, heavy mm-hmm. topic after heavy topic. I haven't listened to it all. Every episode I listened to was phenomenal, but like, sure. so here at the substance, especially when we're doing topic toss ups, I'm like, Hey, like if we're going to do like two heavy ones. We should maybe do one. That's like, not like light and fluffy, but not quite as heavy, but I mean, it's, and I don't want to be chicken little, but like times are, uh, we're living in tense times. We're living that's in divided true. times. There are a lot of things going on. Like yeah. we used to say a lot at the beginning of the show, we're not a political show. We're not a social justice show, but like if we are trying to genuinely with Engage. integrity and, and, and biblically and humanely address the things that are going on in the culture that like, we have to talk about these things. We can't not. Right. Yeah. And these things are, I mean, they're happening in real time. And so, and I'm sure that there are a lot of listeners out there who have thoughts about it or they um, are kind of bewildered by everything that's going on. And so being able to, you know, um, as the Lord uses this podcast to address some of those things or at least start the conversation to help that, I think it's it's important, even if those subjects can be a bit on the heavy side. Yep. Absolutely. So we got a follow-up topic yeah. today here from one Let's of our previous Let's jump in. Ones. The suspense is killing us. <laughs> so our first topic here today is a bit of a follow-up from our last topic toss-up. Our last topic toss-up we recorded on January 6th. If you guys remember that, I don't think anybody in our generation's going to be really forgetting, forgetting that day. January 6th for a bit. Um, Though, honestly, maybe ever. The second topic, we'll talk a little bit about that too. Sure. How some people kind of <laughs> forgot it within sure. the next two days. Um, but yeah, so following, it was just kind of a wild experience to record about that the day it happened. Um, our big primary thing was just kind of generally the nature of reality and how the church, um, how we were hoping the church responded to it. Um, well, we said also during the show that we don't typically do like same day and be like kind of news stuff or like reaction to current events because yeah, we're not a, like a yeah. check the substance for like knee jerk reactions no. to things that are happening. And the, and the right. upshot of that is that we often have time to read through articles and reactions from other folks and kind of process everything and then be able to kind of summarize it down and distill it for our listeners and for ourselves really yeah and we we didn't really have a chance to do it then but since then we've been able to kind of do a little bit more of that kind of thing yeah i linked them in the show notes as i was writing Mm -hmm. them um for our previous topic toss up and we'll probably have a link for that in the show notes as well but i put in david french's article and russ moore's article and i just thought 
kind of still living in that post-reality. There are a lot of um, arrests that have happened, a lot mm-hmm. of trials that are happening. So yeah, the church is still dealing with the fallout of that. And I thought, I, I've read a number of takes, I've watched a number of reactions, but I, I still think that those two resources are some of the best that I've come across, just kind of distilling what happened what were what were some of the motivations and hearts behind it and really truly the opportunities and challenges that it faces the church yeah i remember reading those too uh when it first came out and thinking those were really good what stood out to you like what was something from those articles that you thought was really memorable or meaningful sure i mean <laughs> what's our listeners be looking you, for uh you know me trevor um tendency of mine kind of even got me in trouble a couple times in seminary just kind of going right to the end of the conclusion to see what was said <laughs> i thought particularly in russ moore's article that was titled uh the roman road from insurrection um towards the end he said if you read nothing else read this if you can defend this you can defend anything if you can hand wave this away with, well, this excuse, that excuse, then where at long last is your limit? Mm. And the more we are learning about the facts of what happened, the plans for murder and kidnapping and hostage taking and just the various like plans that we now know, you look at the people of faith who either minimized it or did the, well, what about this? What about that tactic with it? And I just kind of, I don't know if worry is the right word, I just kind of think about, what does this say, like, how much does the church really deserve a platform and a uh, a mouthpiece mm. in our culture? Mm. If I say we, I, I don't identify with a lot of the folks who said those things, but I mean, we're all under the umbrella of, we believe the Bible, Jesus is God, all mm-hmm. these things. Like, this is our our camp. If If those are the folks downplaying, rationalizing, evading, doing the whataboutism, like we are giving up our voice in the culture and that's distressing. Yeah. I think the witness Mm -hmm. is huge. I I think something that has been just added gravity to me over this time was just how close a call this was. Sheepers. Um, The, it, it wasn't just, it, it can be easy to look at the, the capital insurrection and think, okay, these were a bunch of people who like really just wanted to disrupt things and maybe break some stuff and maybe These were have, disenfranchised people yeah, just trying to make their voices heard. Yeah, just trying to make their voices heard. But mm-hmm. like, you watch the videos, you listen to the resources, you see the evidence that's coming out and like, no, there were actual plans to do actual harm to Mike Pence, who... Who is on their side, ostensibly. I mean, yeah, he's the re- Republican vice president, and at the or was at the time, and the whole idea that he had some power that he did not have to make the outcome of the election different than what it was led there to be this thing that like, well, he's refusing to do it. He's part of the problem. And so there was talk about killing him, Mitch McConnell, since he wouldn't support all this kind of thing and get all of the senators together to depose the vote. Like they wanted um, to harm him. Nancy Pelosi, obviously they broke into Uh, her office and stole some things and like they were pretty close because of how badly the the security was handled i mean guys we're we're the most powerful nation in the world this is our seat of government and a Mm -hmm. a bunch of i mean a bunch of folks a bunch of white nationalists basically protesting outside just waltzed right in and literally had the gates opened had guns and explosives and handcuffs that they were going in with to uh right. to do damage and so that's that's where it's like it's just kind of mind-boggling to put that all and the gravity of it in in perspective like this once isn't again, just like a bunch these, of hilarious dummies going oh no. alternative facts like we we're living in our own reality which like right. is a factor of this whole thing like the unreality of it as if Storming the Capitol could too, yeah. do anything in actual reality. Like, and this it's not a it's not a game of King of the Hill. It's not like oh right. we're here, we have guns, like we're in charge. Like in a way, you could go, ha ha, that's silly. But like 
it's not this also isn't a bunch of like nefarious mm. people burning a walmart or a target or spray painting a fire station or a police station or breaking a window this is people who stopped and were trying to do harm to the representatives of our nation and i mean many who came in from all over the country on purpose to do that right so it's it's the gravity of it is what has hit me more just just thinking about it just thinking about how historic that is and and the things that led up to and some of the stuff I was reading about, like the the guy who could have authorized troops to go in when he got like an emergency call, he was he had his authorization to send troops in revoked from the Pentagon ahead of time. So it's like, where did that come from? Again, Why was not that a politics done? podcast? Like, there's a whole lot of nonsense out there. Find a legitimate news source to find all this. We're not reporting. On no, it. it's not. It's not about reports, but it's just like. And I think the saddest thing to me is immediately hearing the disinformation among my my believing friends and family where it's like immediately Mm -hmm. it's, well, that was Antifa. That's false. Well, that wasn't that big thing. That's false. Well, that well, that's just like the people who were riding the streets all summer. That's false. The, the immediate lies and disinformation that were propagated and consumed by the people who say they follow the truth. Yeah. that And that's, like I've said, yeah. that's the base thing. We say, hey, listen to us because we have the revealed word of God, which is inerrant and perfect and sufficient for all manner of things that we need in this life and the next. And also like here's a bunch of hot nonsense that is empirically untrue. Listen to us. Hmm. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's infuriating and heartbreaking. It is. Absolutely, it is. I I think I got from it just kind of watching and really sitting back, uh, just taking, taking a moment, one, to just, like, <laughs> just absorb it all. Because it's, it's, hard, it's hard to see those images because – you know, you think of somebody who's a non-believer and when you come up to them and say, I'm a Christian, the baggage that already comes with that from those who might have misrepresented Christ or um, or any kind of misconception or maybe even a, a true conception that was just displayed in a in a negative light toward Christianity, you know, it's 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 breaking away like, hey, you know, if a person represented to you Christ, but it isn't truly the the Christ of the Bible, then, you know, our witness helps to kind of break those things off. And so an event like this, where there's signs that, you know, God bless America and Jesus saves in the midst of violence storming the Capitol, it's like, that's that, like you often say, Phil, it, it, it's such a damage. Yeah to the to our witness because that's one other thing that a person who's an unbeliever has now to say you know what you're just those crazed christians who believe in QAnon and everything is uh you know the uh the left's right. fault and and you you know jesus saves but he he ordained you or or committed you to storm the capitol and it's just like <laughs> yeah it's it's not it's, it's like, not funny I, I saw somebody tweet a couple different people tweeted it but i saw one that got a ton of likes or something like so uh, just checking in to see if we still believe Romans 13 this week or not. Right. Is this the week that Roman is, is the belief on or off this week? It's like the thing that's on your dishwasher. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like Romans 13. Believe, do not believe. What, what are we at this week? Right. And it gets to that point where it's like people are people are saying like that, you know, there's scripture that talks about, you know, God being the one who builds a ruler up and ta- takes a ruler down right and 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 we have such a knee jerk reaction to the things that have been happening to where it's like well yeah that's what the bible says but i don't like that right mm. now and it and but then when my guy or or person is is in the position of power or positions of power then it's like yeah we need to obey the word of god and it's just like yeah that's god is a god of truth and truth is consistent yeah and so we need to we we really should kind of sit down and take a talking to and 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 like really reorient how we take 
the fact that we are ambassadors for Christ. Like we really, really, really need to to bear the weight of well, that. Well, absolutely, man. And I, and I think what you were bringing up about the person running into the Capitol with Jesus saves, like what, and I, I saw, I saw videos of folks uh, in the Capitol wearing shirts, God's guns and Trump or something like that and other stuff like that. So, so mm-hmm. It is clearly, and David French in his excellent article pointed this out, is clearly a Christian insurrection. And the reason why we can say that... That sounds strong. Like, what if if that flag Jesus saves instead said, Allah Akbar, you know? What if Mm -hmm. if the persons who ran in wearing, like, military fatigues and stuff like that instead were dressed in traditional Muslim garb? Like, what if the people who we call reading, that a Muslim uprising, yeah. a Muslim terrorist uprising, and not and not only that, a lot of the Christians who did in nine eleven and and that time demand of the Muslim community, like, hey, like, what's going on here? Like, you guys need to police fix, your community. Muslims. Need to fix this. Like, it, yeah. it's it's turnabout's fair play. So Christians, how are we gonna fix this? And I, I think just going back and seeing. I saw an Instagram post somebody made where it was kind of like this, like after the insurrection sermon bingo. And it was these trite phrases, which sadly were very, very accurate of, of many churches. I went through and listened through a few sermons and just heard stuff like, well, you know, we just live in uncertain times and, you know, people are so it's polarized so, it's so today. Insane. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. It's just, it's just, it's bananas. And it's like, uh, like a bunch of people with like Christian paraphernalia, because also like we're the nation that thinks we need to consumerize Christianity so much that we have like all this Christian paraphernalia we buy and wear, and like like that's gonna be how we show our faith. Also, like that's a that could be its own. That's topic. another topic. That could be, be its, its topic, own topic. topic. Yeah. But like. Uh, we we have all these people doing this and then we just sit by and are like yep there's just amorphous bad times that our things congregants are bad. what are we gonna do are totally not involved in and definitely don't need any direct shepherding on like that's just you, what you ugh. mentioned i think that's before we move on i think that is i don't know how many pastors listen to this beyond ours shout out to you guys thanks for listening let us know what you think but um (laughs) yeah i for pastors to not that because we've talked about this before pastors are not cultural commentators Mm. but when something of this level happens and as french points out what's up gene shout out to gene listening yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sir but yeah to to see the name of christ attached to something so heinous and insane to uh to just have vague feel good like nothing comments is is shameful yeah well i wonder if it's part of the no true scotsman thing but that that maybe is discussion for a different time i would say we do ourselves a a good uh service by not trying to give ourselves too much grace to get out of this and just be like oh well it was you know it's it sucked but we move on it's like no bear the weight of this be honest because true justice is inextricable from accountability and so if we are going to say something's wrong it's wrong and we we need to be held accountable um and and you know those who are actually involved there are are being held accountable but at the same time you know, we represent, or at least in a relative sense, we represent what they represent because they're saying they represent Christ. And so in, in us, even if it's just in a sense of category, um, we, we need to be able to sit down and say, you know, what's our relationship as the church with politics? What's our relationship as the church with, you know, uh, X, Y, or Z, name your pick and say, is it healthy? Because something has to be relatively or objectively unhealthy for something like that to be okay and that's the whole in the minds of people. political overpartisan that we've talked about before on yeah. the show churches and believers yeah. should be political we should not be partisan mm-hmm. that's right 100% yeah 
Absolutely. Well, moving on to the next thing. We are a Christian podcast, and so just like good Christians, we're going to move on to the topic of censorship, <laughs> like <laughs> like Christians did so quickly after this uh, insertion. It was kind of easy to write, so after all of this mm-hmm. happened... Um, after an insurrection yeah. incited by people Press who have DT. a lot of influence. Uh, he got deplatformed from Twitter, all Facebook... Yep. Instagram, Instagram, yeah, all these different ones. So much so, they're trying to set up a website and do all this kind of stuff, and that that caused a lot of discussion. Um, it caused a lot of a lot of discussion mm-hmm. on censorship and things like that. And so we got a question on that. We did. We we got some actually a, a friend of the podcast, uh, Josh, who's over at the Two Things Network. So some some of our listeners wanted to have us explore this this topic of how to, is this censorship? Does this matter? What does it mean for believers and things like that? And I, I think there's a ton of angles here. One, and, and I, honestly, I see this as an extension of our cancel culture episode. And if people haven't 100%. listened to the cancel culture yeah. episode, yeah. I, I highly recommend you go back and hear some of the thoughts there because I feel like some of this is along those same lines. Um, I mean, fundamentally, let me just come out and say this. There are... I'm going to say two things. One, there are concerning things about this, and there are things that we can think of as people of faith about this. Mm -hmm. But listeners, I have to tell you, honestly, this is not a free speech issue. This is not a constitutionality, First Amendment rights issue. I actually have the Constitution right here and the Bill of Rights. And shout out to the Constitution. Yeah, shout, yeah, shout out to the Constitution. Shout out to reading the Constitution. <laughs> yes, so good. Got mine right here. So, so Article One of the uh, Amendments to the Constitution. This is in what is called the Bill of Rights. If you didn't know, Bill of Rights is just the first ten amendments to the Constitution. Um, Article One says Congress shall make no law. Okay, so Congress being we have three branches of government, right? The court. The executive branch was of the president and all his folks, and Congress, which is the House and the Senate, right? Congress, the House and the Senate, shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So all these things are protected in our Constitution specifically that Congress can't... It, it's curtailing the power of the House and Senate to act together to make laws that would in any way infringe on those rights. Which, so, as a sidebar, hilariously, a lot of the same people saying when <clears throat> conservative, quote-unquote conservative folks with large platforms are getting suspended for spreading falsehoods were the same ones supporting legislation punishing protesters this summer but that is a different topic yeah it's an interesting thing so so when jack dorsey decides that his private platform called twitter which is on yeah um when he decides that the donald trump account um is not meeting the standards (laughs) to be on the platform and says, you know Bad what? Bad enough. After people have been yeah. reporting him for the last four years, like, hey, five people have died in the Capitol. And the first time since the 1800s, yeah. like, the Capitol's been stormed. Some 139 and, were injured. And the first time in history that the Confederate flag has been waved inside there. Maybe this has gone a little far. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but what's funny is, and this is kind of a different take, and, and I'm going to get to the other part where I say it's still concerning, but I, but I want you guys to hear this part first, too, is that... It actually, if we think about the First Amendment rights here, Jack Dorsey actually has the First Amendment rights to have his speech. This account is not allowable on Twitter. Like that, I would I would say that that is in a sense protected speech as well. Um, and sure, so, a private company. as a private company, he has every right to do that. Um, now, there is I think there is a bigger question here. And some of it is like, okay, we step back and we're like, whoa, the president of the United States um, is getting deplatformed by these social media companies, and that's actually making it harder for him to message in a specific way that he wants to do so. 
That's mm. a lot of power that those private companies wield. Yeah. Yes, they do. We've talked about that a little bit and before, And we have too. talked about that. Um, the I think we talked about it with Show actually, because we were talking with him about the social dilemma. Okay. And so, yeah, there's there's definitely some things we need to think about. Like, should these companies have this much power, and how can we put that back in the hands of people? And so I know I saw Facebook doing it, uh, sending some things to an independent review board. Um, there was some concern because ultimately it was like it's in their their hands to send it to that board or not. So ultimately, it really isn't true oversight if they have full discretion on whether or not to allow the oversight. But I think there's there's some things that we definitely should think about as a society on whether we want this this kind of power in the hands of, of so few people. No, I mean, I, I agree. I, it's interesting to me. I, I don't want to, cause I mean, we got some questions on this that I, that, that you are going to get to some mm-hmm. of the concerning stuff. I've had a number of personal conversations as well as kind of observing the larger cultural conversation on social media about this. And I'm, I'm just concerned, hoping that people are, are just willing to be circumspect, willing to be humble, and willing to, frankly, question, goes back to our News and Sources episode, question why they are repeating rhetoric so, like, with so much conviction. Like, okay, I I hear these pundits, these these conservative or liberal pundits who I listen to regularly say this over and over, like, my free speech, my First Amendment rights, are under attack be afraid like christian free like the president inciting insurrection gets him kicked off twitter like what's next christians can't teach the bible like is that because those follow is that a good like logical progression Mm -hmm. because i'm i'm being a little flippant but like essentially that is exactly what's being said like you have the most powerful man in our country using a social media platform and his his human mouth at the Capitol that day to incite an insurrection. Yeah. Social media goes, Hey, like that's dangerous. We're going to not have that on our platform. And then, Oh, what's next? Can Christians not teach the Bible? Like, I think it's a good question to ask. Like, why, why does that message resonate with us? Like if, if we believe that and we're fearful about that and we're concerned about that, like, why does that message resonate with you? I, I think it goes back to our first point. Uh, I, I think that they do recognize, I think the people who are saying that implicitly recognize that yeah, yeah, yeah. the connection to their speech being uh, curtailed is the fact that the capital insurrection was an instance of Christian speech. Boom. I think that that's what they're saying ultimately in that. And so they do feel like, well, these are the kinds of things we want to say. And so if I can't do that, you're silencing me, big tech, which once again, big tech is not our government and, and we are not represented in big corporations. That's why we need, this is a different topic, but that's this why we need topic. more government regulation. We want representative government power to over hold over market power, corporate power, because we're not mm-hmm. represented in corporate power. Um, we're represented by government power. There's a balance there. There's a balance to maintain a free market, but I think that there's that, that question of how that balance and, and where we are on that balance, are we too far one way or the other? I think these questions kind of elucidate that. But but to that person who's afraid, I'd say, like, I don't know. I think there might even be legitimacy to some of, of that because, and I think that's to yeah. Josh's point because, listen, like, yeah, there's no bones about it. Me, Vince, and Philip, we're conservative Christians. And it's true. And, uh, a lot of people don't believe it. So yeah, yeah. We don't have a home in a lot of conservative <laughs> yeah, we places, but like, we don't. We believe that Jesus was God and the Bible's the inerrant revelation of God. And we believe a lot yeah. of unpopular things about sexual ethics, about gender norms, about. A, a lot of stuff in in we just also believe that people have dignity and should be loved so it's exactly. just kind of a weird place to be well and, and but that's the thing because if we are not if we're going to be the people so here's the thing speech as far as criminality of speech like so what what kind of things are protected by 
against government action, right? We're not even talking about government action here, but what if we were, right? You can't have, your speech cannot present a clear and present danger to the the people around you. Like you can't, um, in an emergency, give kind of false information sure. that's going to hurt that, that's people. That's the thing that everybody says, yep. Right? And, yep. and obviously the speech... What's funny is um, lies are actually protected by the Constitution. Um, up to a point. Up to a point, but just private lies with a private effect do. It's when that that causes harm. Well, exactly. Yeah, I've like heard an insurrection. I've, I've where heard that a number happens. of people use the the town hall mm-hmm. um, example, like, hey, like social media is basically like in their court cases and precedents that kind of like, mm-hmm. well. Uh, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, these are kind of like digital town halls. Everybody should get a vote. It's like, okay, fine, great. If you have a physical town hall in a physical location, and every month, every week at the meeting, somebody's coming in, saying a bunch of nonsense and lies and getting a mob with people with guns mm-hmm. that are coming in and killing people, you're going to be like, hey, you're not welcome in our town hall anymore. You're not right. going to be like, hey, don't infringe on his free speech. Yeah. He's a free part of our society. Like, right. well, okay, up until a certain yeah. point to where you cause harm. Right. Yeah, and I think that part that part is where it kind of gets milked in the area of, like, what... Because I, I think some people are getting scared or at least nervous about the potential or what censorship in this like will lead to. Mm-hmm. And so it's like... If there are, like you said, we are Christians, so we we do have a particular understanding about what we believe about um, sexual ethics and gender norms. Mm-hmm. And so if I say something that is not popular to the common thread of understanders or believers of what sexual ethics are or um, gender norms are, then someone could make the claim or at least try to make the claim that it causes the person harm because sure. you may not be inclusive enough and that could lead yeah, to hate speech or uh, but, psychological damage yeah. or or social damage or something like that and so it's causing harm and thus saying anything that is challenging even if it's not hateful can be qualified as harmful even if it's yeah. not categorically and i think that's where the the fear starts to come in is like once you open those floodgates of allowing such a power to be able to censor, then how how far do you let this go right. before it does start to get into those um, kind of um, religious areas? Really? Well, to, yeah, I, that is exactly where I was going with that too, Vince. I think that's I think you're you're spot on with that, and I I think there's there's two answers to that, both in constitutional law and outside of it just as Christians. But in, in law, like what Twitter did exercising its free speech to combat error is actually one of the reasons that is given in a lot of constitutional cases as to why the government is going to continue to take a back seat on policing truth and falsehood. Because it says hmm. the best counter to a lie, like to, to lies in speech is truth in speech. In a sense, when Jack Dorsey said, enough's enough, this violates the rules, he was countering lies with truth. And that's, that's just reality, right? And so the, the reason why the government doesn't have to step in in that case is because a private citizen is able to step in and say, no, here's what's true. Fine. And <laughs> then we as the population can say, yeah, actually, turns out we, we agree, right? And I think Mm -hmm. that's what's hard is when there is so many of these lies that are being perpetrated that um, that people start to disagree on what's true. You can't get that consistency. It's it's harmful. But I'll say something else too. For Christians, we're we're making that we're making that case harder. It should be a it should be a very clear line that we're not on the side of harm. Right? Like Christians should clearly, if anyone should be the ones christians should be the ones standing in love and in truth for people against oppressive evil governments and stand up for individuals their souls and their lives because they matter and they're made in the image of god but what we have is we have christians standing against people and their good for governmental power and that's that stance 
when Christians do that, when they stand for oppressive governmental power or just over any and against power. the harm of people, like to to do the harm of people and, and mm-hmm. to denounce people and to demonize people, right? When we try to exercise our power to do that, as Christians have done and as the Capitol riot is kind of a culmination of in a lot of ways, we make mm-hmm. a very strong case that we, we are doing real harm with, you know, rather than just having an idea. Well, and that's why I appreciated David French's article so much. Um, what was it called? Uh, only only the church can truly defeat a Christian insurrection. Like, mm-hmm. this is on us. Like Trevor mentioned, all the rhetoric that was kind of shamefully and weirdly used, like, Muslims, you got, like, as if all Muslims were involved in 9-11 in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. like it was like you guys need to take care of it like there is a way that's like yeah like communities need to police itself and there there is a church problem there is a a, Mm -hmm. a problem with the mingling of spiritual authority and and broken political systems that are doing harm right and when we are Mm -hmm. wedded to that we we need to correct that ourselves Right. And we talked about this on the anti-woke topic toss-up. When, when folks are trying to step up and do that, a lot of times they are being met with strong, not like, hey, let's talk about the principles. Let's talk about the substance of these arguments. People are saying, like, you should get kicked out of your church if you care about these things. Right. Mm. And, I mean, I want to be clear, right? Like, I, I'm willing to go to jail as saying hateful speech for affirming things like, hey, the Bible sexual ethic says that homosexuality is wrong, says that transgenderism is not God's design for males and females, right? I'm willing I'm willing to do that. But that message also but, should be given in a way that doesn't like but we should that, it, like we should do that in such a way that it's really clear that we're on the side of people and, and obviously like there's a certain sense where it's true like people don't like that truth they don't you know the world in general doesn't like the truth it says that in the scriptures we believe that but mm-hmm. I, I think that what's very interesting is really when you have Christians who are trying to make these points, the points on which like we're going to fight for our right to do these kinds of things, I think about what Peter says in his first epistle. He says in chapter 2, verse 20, actually I'll start in verse 19, he says, for this finds God's favor. If because of conscience towards God, somebody endures hardships and suffering unjustly, for what credit is it if you sin and you're mistreated and endure it? But if you do good and suffer and so endure, this finds favor with God. And so many Christians are doing harm and doing sin and are suffering for it and are saying, oh, I'm persecuted, that who is going to believe that they are suffering unjustly, that they are suffering for God? You know, that they are doing good and suffering. Like, that's like, like if you're going to suffer, if you're going to get censored, if you're going to, you know, go to jail for hate speech, do it for doing good. Yeah. And, and endure in that. Don't, but don't be so hard headed that you're like, well, I'm going to endure persecution. Well, you're getting persecuted because you're, you're sinning, you're hurting people. Stop it. The, the Lord, the right. Lord says, the Lord doesn't say endure in that. He says, stop being hard-headed. Yeah. So, so I just think, I, I think that we're, we're making it harder on ourselves, and we're not making a great case for ourselves, but even still, there is a bigger, ca- a bigger conversation to be had about the balance of power here, and ultimately, I'm thankful that we do have a lot of the free speech protections that we have in society. Surely. For sure. The more you know. Uh, also, we're going to be, uh, I'm going to leak a uh, article that kind of, if you want to dive deeper, listeners, on the topic, the constitutionality, some of the law, some of the ideas we got from here. I've got a Harvard Journal of Law and Technology um, article that talks about constitutionality, free speech, lies, and social media. So, pretty cool stuff. Check that out in the show notes. Uh, Vince, what do you got to, uh, with the, the little, t- the first two topics always dominate, but, uh, what do we got for our uh, final one here? Yeah. So, uh, 
I'll ask the listeners, and I'm asking you, uh, Trevor and Phil, when when I say Flat Earth, Area 51, Princess Diana, QAnon, Illuminati, what do you guys think of? Uh, why is Princess Diana in there? <laughs> Her death. <laughs> no, I, I know. Uh, I think crazy folks uh, spouting stuff in weird forums on the internet. Right. So, uh, and oftentimes, commonly what's thought about is conspiracy theories. So, yeah, I just wanted to talk about this a little bit. And I, I want to start with, like, how, how do people get involved in conspiracy theories? And I can speak about it because I, I got wrapped up in one in college. Yeah. Um, Ooh, tell us yeah, about this it was right. It was two in particular, but the one that was incredibly drawing was um flat earth flat i was earth. gonna guess that yeah flat earth really, no shade and how'd you, <laughs> no, how'd it, you end up going on that one so what initially happened was a, a friend of mine um was like hey have you heard about flat earth theory or whatever and and actually it's much bigger today than it is huh. back when i uh, so knew about big. it it's huge now but it's like wow. okay i was like no i'm not really too tuned to that like the earth is flat i don't know what you mean and so you know the first thing in most of the testimonies of individuals who get into flat earth you'll mm. hear them say they got a youtube video oh 100 youtube just spreads craziness man sometimes yeah i mean so there's there's a, a way too. to use youtube that's super 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 effective and subscribe to the good. substance on youtube exactly mm -hmm. <laughs> but then there's other ways where it can it, when they talk about the rabbit hole it's mm -hmm. like you you start about three feet yeah. in when you when you're on flat earth so it's those insane. videos so i watched one and then i watched another one and i was like you know what and there was even people who take <laughs> videos <laughs> check the link in the show notes to all the videos vince watched yeah <laughs> just oh, kidding no. <laughs> Uh, but then there were even people who who said that they were Christians and it was like, here's how the Bible oh, support oh, supports dope, a, a dope, dope, theory. Dope. Give me those verses, right? And so it, that's and, that's know, taking like, it way back, right? Like that's taking it back to like Galileo times or something. Like <laughs> man, and so um, and so watching those videos over and over and over and kind of going further and further into the rabbit hole, mm. and it, and they seem to answer the questions um that you you're asking like okay well why did why does it matter or okay you're saying nasa's lying all of the space the missions are conspiracy they're yeah, the conspiracy and it's like everything is and it's once you actually take the time to think holistically <laughs> then that's when it's like okay even though you you may have uh, at least like half a point on one thing that you said that still doesn't account for all the insurmountable amount of evidence that points against the earth being flat. But I say all that to say, I know what that's like because mm. they, in these kind of theories, they put foundations of truth, mm. something truthful about, <laughs> hey, have you ever seen this? Or have you ever seen this? Or if you've been yeah. told that the earth does X, Y, and Z, then why have you never been able to see X, Y, or Z of this other thing? And it's like, you know what? That seems like a truthful, logical, <laughs> and practical yeah. assumption. Well, kind of climate um, change stuff kind of goes that way, right? Where it's like, well, if the world mm -hmm. is getting warmer, wouldn't you see why X is there or snow? Why is there this? Or, you know, don't you know it's just right. the sun doing this other thing? You're like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. But then, like, you have to go read the scientific data that explains exactly. those phenomenon that's like all integrated together yeah. and makes sense together. And I, and I, and so I, I say that because I'm sympathetic. And, and, and those who get involved in, conspiracy theories often you have to really accentuate secrecy there's mm. somebody or groups of someone's people who are they 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 are in an area where they're so rich and they are so powerful that you don't know that they exist you don't know that they're there mm. but they're the ones behind the scenes and you can't prove that that's not or that it is happening because i working nine to five you know what yeah. i mean so the puppet and master so it, the exactly shadowy figures and that's how you get in the illuminati and 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 all that kind of crazy stuff so i say that because to, to kind of give an intro of that's how people get involved because there are some foundations of truth or at least relatively logical thoughts and then it relies on questioning these areas of secret knowledge like like gnosticism mm. 
And so how should we approach conspiracy theories, like the content itself? And I know how I approach it now, especially almost being kind of sucked into it, mm. is one, having good skepticism. How did, how did you end up moving past your flat earth beliefs? Quite honestly, it was just reading. Hmm. Just reading some more, like staying, getting out of YouTube wormhole and going to read, okay, it's like, okay, there's no way. you can't. The world is not that cooperative <laughs> mm -hmm. for every satellite you know, Chinese satellites, Russian satellites, for them all to be showing the same things and they're all working together to create a facade? Like, mm -hmm. they, they, you can't to, come to together on... I, I genuinely wonder, like, what are the motivate... Like, is it to make money? The people who push that stuff, I'm sure there are some true believers. I think it's but belonging. Like, it's hot garbage, but, like, the people who... who start those things not the converts they make who become like the true oh. believers and fanatics but like who starts that and why is it money is it question. power is it influencing others like getting somebody to believe a thing you say gives you a charge like i always wonder if it's somebody who's charismatic but just like a little bit of like askew just mentally even a little bit and like okay. have a complex of it's us versus them and has an initial skepticism. You find enough like disenfranchised and then people confirmation to, like, biases yeah. their way into a initial data set and then it just right. accrues and snowballs from yeah. there with more and, and heard, more people. Yeah, I've even heard um other um like Christian YouTube channels that say, you know, you ask the question, why would NASA lie or whatever? And it's it it actually plays off of, you know, human nature and the enemy wanting mm -hmm. to give you something that like God made the earth flat and you believe something else. So, you know, the the deceiver is getting you to believe something and, and, and in a sense reject truth, even if that Ooh. truth is not directly <laughs> related to scripture. And so it's like, Golly. oh, dang, I don't want to be like <laughs> rejecting God. Dang, um, God. And then and these so, same folks be like, systemic racism, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're in the thick of it. Um, but yeah, so how I, how, how I typically approach it is, is having a healthy level of skepticism because that's, that's a good thing to have. Yeah, um, sure. And um, also just comfort in the fact that we don't know everything and we won't but we know a god who does That's and right. if we believe that god is sovereign then it's like okay it doesn't matter what these high elites are doing in this secret room to control the world god is there and they're not discussing anything that god hasn't heard and yeah. so i can have comfort and peace in the fact that that i know a god who knows all things yeah. But when we approach that content, we also want to make sure that if we're going to repeat it, we need to make sure it's actually true. So yeah. conspiracy theories are not very good to repeat because ultimately it's unconfirmed misinformation. And if we say we believe in Christ and Christ is the yeah. truth, that's then a we good should theme here. desire to spread the truth. Yep. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. I mean, speaking of sources too, I mean, if you are a expert at talking with people who have been in conspiracy theories mm -hmm. or uh, come out of or those. If you know anybody. Or if you know anybody who anybody works online. in that kind of field, we would love, like Vince said, we'd love to talk more about this subject, but we would love to connect with that uh, as well. So Yeah, we are considering doing that as a long-form thing. So if you know anybody yeah. who works in that field or any sort of deprogramming, anything like that, we'd love to talk yeah. to them. But yeah, man, that is a good, dude, that's a good intro into that, into that topic. And... Dude, I love the the personal anecdote on that too. It, yeah, it, well, I'm glad. I'm glad your uh, your reading took you out of that. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> you're on the Substance Podcast and not the Flat Earth Podcast. Right. Yeah, right, <laughs> dude. That could be you, man. But for the grace of God, you're hey, like, guys, but, come on, Phil. Hey, but for the grace, yeah. In some <laughs> sense, are we all just on our own YouTube rabbit hole? I don't know. Uh, I no uh, man. I've I've been down <laughs> enough rabbit holes to say no. We're pretty we're pretty grounded. Um no, and, I, and I will mention lastly, um just just asking the question like practically how do we interact with others that we know are in conspiracy theories or or believe 
these kinds of theories. And the biggest thing, because I still know, have friends who believe in flat earth and all of that crazy stuff. And be patient, be kind, um, be peaceable um, as it depends on you. And they're, if they're having a conversation about that theory, they're going to try to convince you that you're the one that's asleep and needs to wake up. And so don't don't play that game with them <laughs> either. Don't try to convince them that they're the ones who are like too awake and need to come back to sleep or something. It's just have a healthier and respectful conversation ch and challenge them. I think it's uh, it's always good. And I've always had good conversations with Philip, with Trevor. And if I'm either in agreement or even in disagreement, um, asking good questions like, why oh, do yeah, you we had a good one of those or, today, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. Why do you believe that? Or where did you get that source? Or how did you verify that that was true? Who told you that? Things like that. And just to get them thinking about, oh, well, it was YouTube. And it's like, oh, word. So mm -hmm. where did they get it? <laughs> you know what it, I mean? And that's the thing. Make people show their work so that you can investigate and not just be like, well, the earth is flat because I say so. Mm -hmm. The buck stops right. here with me, a guy on YouTube. Yeah. Nice. All right. Shout outs. Vince, you want to hit us with your uh, substance shout out there? Yeah. Uh, so my substance shout out is John Bellion. John Bellion is, is? an American New York born and raised uh, singer, songwriter and rapper and producer. I mean, the guy does everything. Uh, his last project in 2018, Glory Sound Prep came out and it was absolutely fantastic he's also done some work with andy minio um who's with mm. reach records um and i mean he's just he's a very 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 talented guy i will warn no that, super talented dude yes I, I will warn some of his songs have language so that so be true. aware of that and um if that's not i your, don't know your jam. i don't know if i went deep on glory sound prep i really enjoyed the human condition yeah, the Human Glory Condition was, out. I think, like his first mainstream album. He had a lot of that was that was his first that was his like big thing that I saw yeah. all the all the other rappers I follow on social media were blowing it up and sharing it. And I yeah, to so it. just a super talented guy. I'm excited. He hasn't released anything for a while, um, so I'm sure the the goodness is just cooking up. And um, I'm I'm super excited for whatever he comes out next or whatever he puts out next. Um, but yeah, that's my shout out, uh, John Bellium. Dope. All right. Uh, for my shout out this week, I, I know for a fact I've talked about this book before on the podcast. We've quoted from it directly before. Um, it might have been in a media roundup, but I don't know if it's ever been a substance shout out. And even if it is, I know a lot of you guys who are listening. It hasn't are, been from you. Are new um, to the podcast and maybe haven't heard it before. So um, The Way of the Dragon or The Way of the Lamb. It's a long book title. It's a mouthful, but it is a wonderful, wonderful resource. It will challenge, if, if you're in ministry, or if you have even been burned by churches, or are just a, a person who is interested in Jesus's life, and uh, especially through the lens of some semi-biographical stuff that happens where they talk to some older Christian leaders. It just really challenges a lot of paradigms of power and how things should get done or are done. And even like some ageism things like we've talked about before on a past topic toss up. But yeah, the subtitle is searching for Jesus's path of power in a church that has abandoned it. It's written by Jamin Goggin and Kyle Strobel. And yes, you've heard that name Strobel before. Kyle is that guy's son. And I, I just, I've been very blessed by this book. Um, it's something that my mind turns to. I've read it a couple times and my mind goes back to the truths in here and just very biblical about Jesus and um, what he taught his followers to be about and how we can do better. No, I've I've so much mm -hmm. on my reading list already this year, but that is one that you talked about. One of our pastors talked about, and I believe Brett McCracken maybe mentioned it as well. It looks like mm -hmm. looks like an excellent book. I'm very excited to check it out one day. Nice. In my substance shout out today, uh, Trevor's giving me grief. Last time I <laughs> shouted out a comic book saying I, I did it all the time. That was literally the first one I did. I actually have a Batman one today. I just read this today. 
uh, recording on Wednesday the 27th. It just came out today. Um, there's, a, there's, an, there's an anthology series coming out right now called Batman Black and White that have three to five short stories. They're oversized, um, but they have a bunch of different short stories from various creative teams. Uh, issue two came out today, and I've only read the first uh, story, but it was really excellent. Uh, one of my favorite current teams in comics is Tom King and Mitch Garrett's. Written a ton of books, a ton of their stuff does fall under substantive stories. But this one caught my eye immediately from the first uh, word balloon. The title is the unjust judge and it kind of the the framing for it is um is the the parable that jesus tells of the unjust judge who eventually gave in to the widow's demands just to kind of get her to stop bothering her i will say that the climax of the story obviously isn't he wasn't trying to to make he's trying to tell a cool batman story he wasn't trying to make a theological point but i just thought it was a super touching story uh, really excellent. Uh, just wanted to toss it out there. One of my favorite teams in comics. Great Batman story and trying to say a little bit of stuff uh, substantively. I really enjoyed it. So, Phil, if people want to support us, what are some ways they can do that? Yeah, uh, we, we really appreciate you guys listening. All of the uh, the support and the shares online and everything. And if you are interested in partnering with us financially, uh, the very best way to do it, I would say, is on the Cash App. Um, a lot of people have that. It's, I believe, the I think it's overtaken PayPal is the number one. I could be wrong about that. Listeners can check me and let me know if I'm wrong. Um, but we're on Cash App at dollar sign the Substance Pod. You can give any amount, and I still believe it's the case. You can have, if you have people in your life that don't have Cash App, sign them up using our link, and I think we get five bucks just for them signing up. So that's a free way to give us money. That's that's always nice to support a great show with uh, no cost to yourself. But if you want to help us out, put it out there, Cash App dollar sign the substance pod or if you want to become a regular supporter at any amount you do one dollar three dollars ten dollars whatever works for you you can go to our anchor link in the show notes Um, we are considering doing other things i know everybody just is comfortable with patreon because it's a name they know we're considering that but anchor is um the way we're supporting the show right now so you can give at any monthly amount that works for you and we would greatly appreciate it we might be working on tiers and rewards and stuff like that but honestly we're putting everything into every show we put out right now and it's all for free so if you're able to or interested in supporting us that's a great way to do it Vince where can they find us follow us on Twitter Instagram and Facebook at The Substance Pod there you can find all of our content um, our substance shout outs any giveaways that we're doing and anything that we're following or that we're super into as well as interaction with you all and what you guys are into so Um, give us a follow, give us a shout out and leave us a comment and we'd surely appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. And if you would like to send us some messages, we've got our email, the substance pod at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know your reactions. We'd love to interact with you there. You're welcome to interact as well, uh, especially Twitter, Instagram, a lot of stuff, a lot of, a lot of like kind of current goings on on Instagram, more kind of like thought engagement on Twitter is mm-hmm. t- how I tend to see the breakdown. Yeah. But each platform kind of has its own yeah. thing that is, it's more, uh, caters towards. Mm-hmm. And like the biggest underdog platform that we have is our phone line. Heck yeah. And We've that gotten, is, we did get a voicemail last week. We did. did we? It was a pitch, though, somebody wanting to be a guest on the show. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, hey, thanks for listening and getting to our phone number, which is 913-703-3883. So apparently you can you can pitch being a guest on our show. I mean, if you're somebody really awesome who has a degree in helping people out with conspiracy theories, that's our number. Yeah, you'd probably go to the front of the line on that one. Yeah. But hey. If you just wanted to share some thoughts, too, we'd love to hear those. And if they're great thoughts, we'll put them on the show. So give us a ring. We appreciate everyone who listens to the podcast. We thank you for joining us again this week, and we'll see you next time on Substance. And we'll see you next time. I'm just kidding. Well, thanks for joining us this week again, every guy. Every guy. Every, every guy. No, yes. no, no gals. No gals. <laughs> no every ladies. Guy. 
Every guy. Every guy. <laughs> every guy. Female like we demographic. Had a drops. regular merch like production line. Like every guy. Like that's that's a good shirt. The substance every guy. Oh my goodness. That's, that's right. just the listeners now are called every guy. The every guy. The every guys. You know, the every guy that listens to the substance on his on his way home from work while he's doing the dishes. Oh, Man, you got Lord. so much good B-roll on this episode. <laughs> I have more good B-roll than I have good episode. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, thanks, everybody. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. <laughs> How fun was that? Sorry I didn't hey. set you up there. Oh, it was pretty great, eh? Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in this week. No, that's not what I want to say either. Gosh, I don't want to say the things that I am saying currently. Uh, bye.